0: Welcome. I'm your host, Diana Bruin, an expert in PKD, nutrition, and all things kidney health. If you believe there is more you can do with nutrition to slow the progression of PKD, but you aren't sure why or how, the PKD Dietitian podcast is just for you. We'll look at the science and research around PKD. I'll break it down in ways that are easy to understand. And of course, we'll dig into all things nutrition and PKD. I'll answer your questions and those that I frequently get from clients and medical professionals. Along the way, you'll meet researchers and PKD warriors highlighting the power of advocacy, awareness and community. Let's get started. You can reduce your kidney stone risk with PKD, and it's all about nutrition. The good news is that dietary changes that reduce storm formation risk align with dietary changes to support PKD health and promote slower progression. In this episode, I'm going to walk you through my top six things you can do specifically for PKD and stone prevention. This is the second half of a two-part series looking at kidney stones and PKD. If you haven't listened to part one, which was looking at stones and PKD and seeing if they are connected, make sure to check it out. This episode is all about picking the step that you can do and that will serve you best and taking action one small change at a time. Now, I can't talk about diet and kidney stones without a brief mention of urine. With PKD, there are some common urine characteristics that are worth knowing about. These are typically having a lower citrate level, also acidic urine, meaning a lower pH. And for many, especially if you have larger total kidney volume, larger kidneys, there is often protein spilling in the urine. This is also called protein urea and one of the signs of this is having foamy, sometimes frothy urine. But know this, diet can help with all of these. What you eat and drink impacts the kidneys workload, but also what your urine is made up. What goes in 100% affects what comes out. Because of this, dietary patterns and nutrition choices are important for kidney stone prevention. My top six dietary choices and changes help reduce known PKD stone risk factors. All six on their own are also positive for PKD kidney health, meaning everyone with PKD can benefit from them. You can pick one or perhaps two and start taking action right now, knowing they are healthy changes and go a long way towards stone prevention. These six dietary choices and changes include my top three core nutrition pillars for proactive PKD nutrition. Pay special attention to one, two, and three. Number one, good hydration habits. Good hydration is the number one way to help prevent kidney stones. Not only is this positive for PKD, but good hydration leads to an increase in your urine output and volume. Good hydration also helps to dilute those minerals and promoters of stones in the urine. You don't want those to be concentrated a good general goal is to aim for three to four liters of fluid a day. Water is your best option, but not the only thing that counts towards fluid. If better hydration is a good goal for you to have, I have found adding an additional eight ounces of water every couple of days, say every three to four days is a nice way to gradually up your intake. Number two, slash your sodium with the goal to keep it consistently low. The easiest way to do this is to cut back or out processed food because processed food is generally a sodium bomb. If you feel overwhelmed with changing your sodium intake or don't know where to start, start with some easier steps. So sodium step number one, Look at how much you are actually consuming. You might be surprised where sodium lurks in your pantry and in your fridge. Look at your staples. That's the packaged food, the cans, the sauces, you name it. If it has a food label, take a look. You can get an idea of what you are consuming that is high in sodium. If you are a numbers and data person, which I definitely am, track your intake for several days. Programs like chronometer can help you do this I will link out chronometer in the show notes it's my favorite and their free version is really solid for tracking and exploring your intake and patterns Step number two for slashing your sodium look at your outside of the home eating this includes restaurants drive throughs grab and go convenience food over seventy percent of our dietary sodium take is found here. This is a big source and you can make better choices. Step number three in slashing your sodium, set a goal to reduce your intake. So you found out where you are and now set a goal where you want to go. Not sure of what a good goal is? Ask your dietitian or doctor for your best goal. And for PKD, a good range is 1500 to 2000 milligrams of sodium per day you can always change your goal. You can start higher and work down. I find a lot of my clients settle in pretty nicely between 1,800 and 2,000 milligrams a day. Number three for my top six changes and choices for you to prevent kidney stones is plan your protein with a goal to reduce animal meat. Animal meats are rich in a natural chemical called purines, which is the biggest dietary contributor to uric acid waste. Yes, that same uric acid that can form kidney stone crystals and contributes to gout. Reducing or even eliminating animal meat decreases uric acid production. It also helps to achieve a better urinary balance of citrate and a more neutral pH, both positive changes for PKD animal meat protein is also pretty darn harsh on the kidneys and is detrimental to PKD in excess of your individual needs. The general, and I have this in quotes, recommendation for PKD and protein is based on CKD, chronic kidney disease recommendations of 0.8 to 1.0 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight. This 100% should be individualized to your needs. PKD is not CKD, and there are other factors specific to you that come into play when looking into your ideal protein needs. It is absolutely best to work with a dietitian or doctor on this so they can explore your individual needs. Number four, increase fruits and vegetables, with the goal being more plant-focused eating patterns. Not only are fruits and vegetables delicious, and yes, I am totally biased, but they are also packed with fiber, phytonutrients, antioxidants, and contribute stone-preventing components. All of these are good things for PKD. The magnesium, calcium, citrate and potassium in fruits and vegetables all help to prevent stone formation. Fruits and vegetables are also alkaline and base producing so they don't contribute to lower urine pH that acidic urine. They actually can help raise acidic urine to a more neutral area. I do however, recommends skipping the very high oxalate load fruits and vegetables like spinach, almonds, dates, and rhubarb. Good sources of citrate are found in fruits like lemons, limes, and citrus. Including these as you are able to helps to increase your citrate intake. It's been shown that around four ounces of lemon or lime juice a day will increase urinary citrate levels. Number five, include calcium-rich dietary sources. Calcium in your bones equals good. Higher levels of calcium in your urine is not good. It sounds a bit backward, but a low intake of dietary calcium leads to more calcium in your urine. Reduce urine calcium and support healthy bones by meeting your needs as able with dietary intake. A good recommended calcium intake is between 1,000 to 1200 milligrams per day and this absolutely depends on you where you fall in that range. Dairy is a great source of calcium but make to make sure to ensure that it doesn't have lots of added sugar. Veggies like bok choy, broccoli, and even kale are great sources of calcium. If you aren't able to meet your calcium needs with diet, talk to your dietitian or doctor about safe supplementation. Why? Because oversupplementation can backfire and increase your risk of stones forming. Number six, skip certain supplements. Two, Of the top supplements for you to skip are collagen and high doses of vitamin C supplements. Both produce oxalates as waste product. I tell my clients to be wary of any supplement with greater than 250 milligrams of vitamin C. Now, the key here is the word supplemental. Vitamin C from food is a good thing, and that won't contribute or lead to added oxalate waste. Please absolutely review any supplements you're interested in taking or are taking with your dietitian and doctor. And there you have it, my top six ways and choices to make to reduce stone risk with PKD through nutrition. In summary, number one, good hydration habits. Number two, slash your sodium. Number three, plan your proteins with the goal of reducing animal meat. Number four, increase fruits and vegetables. Number five, include calcium-rich dietary sources. And number six, skip certain supplements. If you are looking for a little more detail and a deeper dive into nutrition and PKD and kidney stones, check out the blog I wrote. It's linked out in the show notes. Also, have you been told that you have a stone on your MRI scan or CT scan, or perhaps you've even passed a stone? Make sure to grab my freebie guide, PKD and Kidney Stones Roadmap to Dietary Prevention. It walks you through the steps to take next and what to do to find out why. You want to find out why so you can have a targeted nutrition intervention for preventing another stone. Make sure to grab that. And that's all for today, folks.